Hey, everybody, it's C.J. Graham. That's right, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6, and you're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. What is up, guys? Welcome to another Breaking the Fourth Wall Weekly. You know who the hell I am. You know who the hell these people are. I don't think we need to introduce it anymore. But just in case you don't know, the man who loves to get divorced by having 19-year-olds lay across him, Mr. Don Smith. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I never told that story before. That's that's didn't happen. It's totally untrue. <laughs> I've got a I've got a didn't happen story to my kids always uh, lay down on me. I'll tell you later. But- <laughs> right, because it didn't happen. It didn't happen, yeah, but I'll tell you what exactly. they say I had. But right, right. Let's, right, let's get right. let's get to our lady first, if if you can call her a lady, because if you try calling her a lady and a defender, she'll probably force choke you, Miss Renna. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, pleasure to be here again. Is that your is that your preferred thing? Do you like to be a lady, or is a mistress, or Madame, or just um, Fifth Lord, Master Lord? preferred yeah okay <laughs> you know you you have never asked me what my preferred title is bearded yes okay yeah, <laughs> that's why i didn't ask i, I guess know. you didn't have to ask you know that's it <laughs> <laughs> well when i think of bearded i think of clams and when i think of clams i think of food and when i think of food i think of the food buffet which makes me think of the news buffet see how i segued that's quite <laughs> impressive <laughs> <laughs> So we'll go ahead and get that out of the way there. That's like we'll seven it. degrees of separation of bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Worked my way to it. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's that's all, all that matters is, is it is time for the news buffet. And that is, we are the news that matters. And I don't even have anything pulled up yet, but we're going to go ahead and find something. And we're going to start off in my home state of Ohio because this sounds like something I'd do if I was a Christian. An Ohio man is marking the Christian tradition of Lent by giving up solid foods for 46 days and getting the majority of his sustenance from beer. (laughs) Del Hall of Cincinnati said his Lent diet includes only beer, water, black coffee, and herbal tea. And as of his Friday morning uh, weigh-in, day three of his diet, he was down 5.8 pounds. That's impressive. That's that's nice. That's nice. I only have three to five beers a day. Hall told WXIX TV. It's not like I'm drinking constantly. If you eat your standard diet, it gets boring. You don't eat the same thing every day, so I'm definitely not going to drink the same thing every. You got to mix it up. That's it. You got to mix it up. That's what it is. It's. I imagine. I imagine day forty six will be Zima. (laughs) Yeah. There's no need to go. That's like eating. If you're comparing it to a regular diet, that's like tofu. <laughs> no, there's no need for that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it me or is it weird that he adds all these things like coffee, tea, water, beer, but the tea is herbal. It's got to be herbal. Herbal. Like, got to be herbal. Yeah. Well, my guess is 
he only drinks craft beer too. That's, you know, if, if you're having herbal tea, you have to specify herbal tea. Your diet is craft beer. Craft beer is not beer. Craft beer is what makes Coors Light considered beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know there's IPA drinkers and all that out there. And people, I'm not a fan of IPA. And all the people who like fucking like uh, home brews and shit like that. It, it's garbage. Okay, go get yourself a fucking Budweiser. <laughs> why are you telling them to drink water instead of beer though that's my question well i figured if they're Budweiser drinking water, is like sweet beer flavored water i you know i get i get that you're, you're talking I, to i drink vodka i pee stronger than budweiser okay i get it <laughs> I, I understand i'm german descent i drink fucking what they call beer in the united states for fucking breakfast but i'm i'm meaning the fact of the matter is if you're gonna put the money out on ipas and shit like that you might as well drink budweiser because i'm assuming that's all you can afford <laughs> uh, probably milwaukee's best oh hey <laughs> leave the beast alone i have a lot of fond uh high school memories well oh, lack of God, memories yeah. from oh beast. yeah <laughs> Milwaukee's best and Bush Light. That's the and Natty, that's the, and, yeah, and Natty Light, Nasty Light. Yeah, that's, and Matt Dog Twenty Twenty. We can't oh, MP Twenty Twenty. We're going all out now. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm impressed with this. Uh, the getting back to the story because I remember a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember or not. There was a guy who went on a year-long diet of nothing but McDonald's hamburgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, Spurlock. Yeah, to pro- yeah. I, I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this, but I think he was trying to prove that the fast food wasn't as terrible as people made it out to be or something. Yeah, he couldn't even finish. It was, he was going on a month. It was a, just a month, and he couldn't even finish. Yeah, because he was Cause eating. his doctor told him his liver was starting to fail. <laughs> yeah that was uh it's called supersize me is the he did, did a documentary called oh, Super Size right me. yeah there was like, a documentary about it i remember the news report i didn't even remember the documentary yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's an interesting documentary but yeah he, he didn't even make it 30 days and the doctor his doctors advised him to stop or he would i he may have actually made it but they just went against his doctor's advice and actually did it but yeah i don't uh I think it took him a while to recover. <laughs> well, it's like with this guy here. The, the biggest thing that amazes me on it is on a beer, and I know other things as well, but on a beer diet, he actually managed to lose weight. Because don't people usually with like the yeast and shit that's in beer pack on pounds if you drink a lot, I guess. Well, yeah, if you drink a lot, but he's having like four to five a day. That's not that much. You know, for, for a beer drinker, that's not that much. <laughs> That just reminds me of the old ladies, or not the, the old ladies, the fat ladies that drive up to Wendy's and they want like the fucking uh, quadruple burgers with uh, the extra large fry and a Diet and Coke. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah, watch man. the figure. <laughs> <laughs> An Ontario man broke a Guinness World Record, but not any teeth when he used his jaws to bite open 24 full beverage cans in one minute. Uh, Chucky Mady, a uh, 32, a <laughs> Chucky, a mixed martial arts fighter from Windsor, who I am not going to make fun of. Um, <laughs> I, it, when you said when you said Windsor, it made sense on why he wasn't worried about his teeth to begin with. Well, that's true. That's true. I'll go ahead and make fun of him. He was recorded on video using his powerful jaws to rip open the tops of the cans, causing soda to spray all over him and the surrounding areas. 
I've been doing it for years. <laughs> just something proud to tell people. I started when I was 16, he told the Windsor Star, just messing around, party tricks. Uh, Mady said it was several years before he decided to take on the world record. One day I was watching Guinness World Records gone wild on TV. There was a guy, Ryan Stock, who was doing it. His record was 11 cans in one minute, and I was like, I can do that. <laughs> Shall we call this guy Snaggletooth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could break them open even. Exit stage left. Right. Uh -huh. I would think that would be the worse your teeth were, that would be an advantage. You could cut right through that shit. Exactly. You know, so I would unless think. they're like meth teeth. I mean, th then they'll cut, but they'll, you know, they'll just break off yeah, just, and be stuck in the can. So lead me out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> i look like uh, i was born in britain i understand <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go this is me yeah, this does seem like it's canadian but it seems like more of a british thing to do that right there <laughs> all right let's see what else we got here uh all right we'll go with the mashed potato kid why not because it's in florida so uh oh florida man yeah, a Florida boy, Florida boy, He's Florida boy, Florida man's son. <laughs> a Florida boy's attempt to hide in a trash can almost turned tragic when it was picked up by a garbage truck and nearly sent into the choppers with the blades turned on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this might be the end for me, said seven year old uh, alias Quezada. Uh, the NBC station in Tampa said, I, I almost thought I was going to be a mashed potato. <laughs> It was seven, and his first phrase was, I almost thought it was the end yeah, of this. I was thinking this might be the end for me. <laughs> Mom and dad, I'm, I'm stop thinking he, watches watch a lot of, he watches like a lot of superhero movies. <laughs> Elias, I don't know. Alias his grandmother. I like Alias because that way it's not. Uh, his grandmother said it all happened so fast. He got out of the truck. I thought for sure he was still in there. <laughs> <laughs> he got out so fast. I wasn't even able to push him back down into the can. That's... You notice grandma was the one worried about him. Grandpa was sitting on the porch like, let him go in there. Exactly. They'll teach him. Exactly. Because that's what grandparents at that age did. That's what dads are supposed to do. Like, you remember right. back in the day when we were kids and we tried to stick a penny in a, in a, in a power outlet. Mom would be like, no, 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 you'll hurt yourself. Dad would be like, let him do it. He'll learn not to do that again. Oh, he, he was he was saved, says a sharp-eyed driver. A sharp-eyed driver named Waldo Fidel. Waldo. <laughs> uh, spotted like the boy. Either. Spotted the boy in the truck surveillance camera and rushed to turn the choppers off. Waldo. Man. Good thing good thing he found Waldo just in time. That's yeah, he didn't find Waldo. Waldo found him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We went from an all beer diet to a guy mashing uh, cans with his teeth to somebody to a kid almost getting caught in some choppers. There's a theme going on. There, there's a theme. <laughs> yeah. Cans, chopping, mashing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Next on Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> all right. Where, where, where to now? Where to now after that? Okay. Wherever we're going, this will this will definitely describe it. Exactly. We're screwed. Yeah, we're definitely. Well, this lady was almost screwed. An Alaska woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry, and she was attacked by a bear from below. Ah. 
<laughs> I got out there and sat down the toilet and immediately something bit my, <laughs> bit my butt right as I sat down. Uh, Shannon Stevens told the Associated Press on Thursday. Oh my I jumped God. up and I screamed when it happened. <laughs> You are, you are justifying five-year-old me after seeing Jaws and not wanting to take a bath anymore because I was afraid the shark would come up the drain. Yep. So you're justifying you're gonna, it right you're now. You're not going to use an Alaskan outhouse ever again. No, never. <laughs> I, don't, I will drive straight through the state to Canada where the only thing that will come out of that toilet is maple syrup. Right. <laughs> and, and it'll even be apologizing for it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Stevens, her brother Eric, and his girlfriend had taken snowmobiles into the wilderness February 13th to stay at his yurt, uh, located about 20 miles northwest of Haines in southeast Alaska. Her brother heard the, <laughs> heard the screaming and went out to the outhouse about 150 meters away from the yurt uh, there he found Shannon tending to her wound. <laughs> they at first thought she'd been bitten by a squirrel or a mink or something small. That's an awfully tiny bear. If you look yeah, at it, thought it was a squirrel. Yeah, if you thought it was a squirrel. <laughs> Although to be fair, the reason I'm being quiet and not yeah, making jokes, you know, the reason I'm being quiet and not making many jokes is I'm literally trying to figure out how the fuck the bear got into the outhouse, into the septic area of the outhouse i should say well because it's on a mountain so you leave it open so you don't have to shovel it out okay that's kind of ingenious but you know i'm i'm only half joking <laughs> maybe maybe put when, I, when I was a kid my grandmother in tennessee uh, lived lived on the in the fucking mountains in tennessee and she did not have running water did not have electric and she had an outhouse that no kidding or no shit was built on the side of a hill so that you didn't have to shovel it out as often. That's that's. that's <laughs> I'm kind of torn here. I, 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 part of me says that's genius, but the other part is if a bear can get into it, you know, I think I'd rather shovel. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I think what you need is a smaller, uh, a smaller flush area that way. Yeah. You know, you need a, need a small opening on the front and a small opening on the bottom so the uh, spring rains can just wash everything away. <laughs> However, at 44 years old, I think I finally understand the phrase shit rolls downhill. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's why you always build your outhouse on a hill. <laughs> Preferably not downwind of another outhouse. <laughs> You, if you live on if you live on a mountain you want to be the one with their outhouse on the top let this be a lesson to you ladies and gentlemen with outhouses on on hills and shit knock first it might be occupied <laughs> right that's all that's always a good idea yeah. <laughs> take with you only the bare necessities oh yeah you went there he went there you knew it. you knew it was gonna happen <laughs> hold it out of the oldest jungle book yeah there you go all right let's 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 go to something a little more tasteful uh, a teen in the u uh, in the uk who compulsively ate her own hair ended up developing a massive hairball in her stomach that tore a hole through her stomach wall according to a new report Ugh. the oval shaped hairball was 19 inches long and completely filled her stomach according to the report uh published february 9th in the journal uh bmj case reports uh bureau medical journal i'm assuming <laughs> 
not that not as opposed to like tmj uh the 17 year old initially went to the hospital after she fainted twice bruising her face and scalp during the falls doctors wanted to rule out head injury but during an exam they hair why would you do that what is it trick trichotillomania is what that is it's strong urge to pull one's hair pull out one's hair and the related condition, uh, trichophagia, is the compulsive to eat hair. Okay, I, I, I get the compulsion. I, I don't agree with it, but I get the compulsion of pulling your hair. Well, I don't think I, it matters if you agree with it because it's a thing that actually happens. I know, but I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It's like, not a life choice, I don't think. <laughs> my ex-wife, my ex-wife was a person who compulsively like pulled the dry skin from her lips instead of using chapstick or whatever. She would fucking pick at it. Used to drive me nuts, but I understand the compulsion for that. But who fucking grabs her hair, pulls it out, and goes, you know what? I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> you know well, she, did, she didn't save it for later. She apparently ate it right on the spot. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you and me, we go to the movies. We get popcorn and, and, and fucking, or, or, or we go to the dollar store and we pick up some candies and stuff like that, and we sneak it in. She's sneaking in hairballs and like, yeah, a good movie. You know, eating her own fucking hair. What the fuck? gross to each their own it's gross please tell me she isn't married well she's 17 so i doubt it in this day and age you never know it well yeah it's the it depends on where in the uk she could be i don't know she could be part of the royal family and that's the whole mental mental condition to begin with i don't know yeah where the family tree doesn't fork right right right. Wow, that just blows my mind. Who would eat their own? I get annoyed when I get a fucking stray hair in my mustache come near my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am the same way. That that bugs the hell out of me, too. I mean, not when yours do. I don't care, but, you know. Yeah, I, I know you love it when mine get in your mouth. <laughs> All right. I, I've been trying to get to this story for a while, and I haven't gotten far enough down on the list. <laughs> So, Because I've been curious to know what all these idiots went to jail for. Uh, four public officials of a small town in Iowa have been charged with multiple felonies and misdemeanors after a multi-year investigation uncovered charges, including embezzlement and using a taser on a civilian, authorities said. Nice. On Thursday, Armstrong Mayor Greg Bum, B-U-U-M, so I guess that's Bum. Boom. Or Buum. Buum. We'll call, we'll call him Bum. Uh, Police Chief Greg Merrill and City Clerk Tracy Lang and former City Clerk Connie Thackeray were charged with felony and misdemeanor offenses in trial information containing 21 joint counts. Uh, (laughs) Thackeray and Lang were arrested Friday and Merrill was taken into custody Saturday in Minnesota and is awaiting extradition to Iowa. They fled to Minnesota because that's you know, the extradition from Minnesota, they'll never get you there. Once you make it to the border of Minnesota, you're safe. You yeah. know, I got to, I got to be, I don't know the extradition uh, things from Minnesota, but I like it. When I was in Colorado, I knew some friends who, 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 who knew the law system that Colorado will not extradite for a charge. You know, like if you did something in Colorado and you run to Kansas, for example, they, and you get arrested in Kansas, Colorado will not ask for you back. Oh, well, I don't blame them there. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? But I mean, you keep them. They, they already fucked up over here. I, I know there's some states that have different extraditing rules. So maybe Minnesota does have a no extradition, uh, extradition 
It could be. Okay. It could be. But but it looks like they're awaiting extradition. So it, it's probably going to happen. The multi-year investigation uncovered wrongdoing that included misappropriation of city funds, the presentation of fraudulent public records, deploying a taser against a civilian in exchange for cash. Wait a minute. <laughs> so in other words, they did a, exactly the same thing as every other American city in the United States. Right. Run Dep- by a mayor, governor, District attorney. <laughs> Where's right, the which mo- most of that? Most of the, the misappropriation of funds, put fraudulent records. I get all that. Deploying a taser against a, a civilian in exchange for cash. Pay your fucking taxes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where the question is: Did somebody pay them to tase another citizen? It just sounds. Or did like a civilian come up and say, "Here's five dollars. Hit me with that shit." <laughs> to me, it just to me it just sounds like ha- Hazard County, and I'm waiting for Roscoe P. Coltrane and JD Hogg to appear. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ha- the hazards of Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like jokes aside, the only difference between that city and every other city in the United States is these assholes got caught. Exactly, and they fled <laughs> to Minnesota. <laughs> Start doing that to every other city. Watch how quick you'll find out it's not really that rare. Maybe exactly. the taser thing, but everything else, not so much. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that the whole, uh, ta- yeah, the tasing thing is the one that I'm curious about is why exactly, who paid who? That's what I want to know. But I guess they're, they're not telling us that. It's well, who, we're not we're not privy to. It, it depends on who it is that got tased. I mean, if it's Johnny Knoxville, he probably paid for it. You know, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Jackass. (laughs) If he was trying to shake that car loose in his ass. (laughs) Wasn't that the first thing Johnny did? Wasn't that the first thing Johnny did for Jackass? He took a taser? Probably, yeah. That was the first thing he ever did, yeah. Makes sense to me. now we know where all right we're we're going right back in the shitter animal rescuers in oregon said an owl was removed from the bottom of a public toilet and safely released back into the wild after a bath uh the cascades raptor center that sounds like a frightening place to be right there the cascades raptor center said volunteers responded to the junction city pond after a fisherman reported seeing an owl trapped inside the vault toilet uh, the center shared a video showing volunteers reaching into the toilet and pulling the bird to safety. Cascades oh. Raptor Center Executive Director Louis, Louis Schimmel uh, said owls sometimes end up trapped inside vault toilets. <laughs> just <laughs> hazard of being an oil, an owl. Sometimes you just fly into the shitter. Uh, after flying <laughs> in through unprotected vents. You want to, if you have a vault toilet, you want your vents protected. That's, that's how bears get in there and bite your ass when you sit down. Look, you can't be careless with your owls. If you're going to go out to these toilets, you've got to have protected vents. Right, right. That's they teach that in high school, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Here's some protection for your vents. Now go use the potty. Jim <laughs> told KEZI uh, TV, it looks like a very attractive cavity for cavity nesters. Okay, I'm Owls pretty cavity sure. nesters, so don't oh leave your cavities open. I, I'm I, on that note. I'm I'm walking away a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, go go shake that owl out of your cav cav cavity. I can't talk now. Maybe I need another drink. I don't know. Anyway, the owl was cleaned and released back into the wild after being examined for injuries. So there we have it. Let's. Uh, I guess we have to kill some more time now while he's out screwing around. So we will talk about uh, Buffalo Bill. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the buyer of a Pennsylvania home that served as filming location for Buffalo Bill's house in the 1991 movie Silence of the Lambs is now being converted into a bed and breakfast. Uh, Chris <laughs> Rowan, a cinephile who purchased the uh, Periopolis house after it was listed for sale last year, said he, he is filling the house with memorabilia from the Silence of the Lambs and doing renovations to make some of the inside match the interior shots that were filmed on a soundstage. Uh, Rowan said the renovations include digging a basement to resemble the one seen in the film as the actual house does not have a basement at all. Uh, we'll be a, a boutique accommodation, so we will be able to book Buffalo Bill's house for stay overnight. Uh, I saw this. He is hoping to have the house ready for guests within the next few months to take advantage of the 30th anniversary of the movie and the release of CBS news spinoff series, Clarice. I saw this, and the first thing that popped in my mind, in fact, I think I shared it on Facebook, was... Uh, you want to stay in the hole. No, no, no. It puts the Your lotion cavity on nester is what that is. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it doesn't get the continental. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Would, would anybody stay there? Would you stay in Buffalo? I absolutely would. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would. And you're right. I would want the fucking, uh, the room in the basement, the one where he was sitting there. Would you fuck me? I fuck me. I, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to be the one to go there. I'm telling you, dude. If I if I if I bought this house, when you come up when you come up to the door and ring the doorbell, it would play fucking goodbye horses. Okay, I would work this thing up to the nines. Well, I, I think he's planning on doing just that. I mean, including <laughs> digging the basement, and he will probably. I'd say somebody needs to put him on a watch list. <laughs> See, but but they're making it a bed and breakfast, so it's it's not as bad. It's not like it's uh, what is the uh, psycho? <laughs> what the? What, what the <laughs> oh yeah, what what's the uh, the Airbnb? If it was an Airbnb, you wouldn't want to fucking stay there because you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a legit bread bed and breakfast, you're good to go. But if it's an Airbnb that you book through an app, you don't want to stay at Buffalo Bill's house. Where's Where's William Shatner when I need him? Priceline. <laughs> <laughs> well, that right there is the news buffet. Thank you for taking that that fantastic ride with us. I think we ended up in the shitter a couple times, and we found oh. out that we are all apparently cavity nesters. And you know, we 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 found out that's truly where Yogi Bear went when his show canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, in, right into the shitter. Right into the shitter. It all rolls downhill. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm still I'm still caught on that one. Got bit in the ass by a bear using outhouse. The, and then to think it was a squirrel. That's... And to think it was a squirrel, yeah. Like how big are the squirrels in that area? <laughs> Fucking big, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the teeth mark teeth are that far apart. Must have been a squirrel. <laughs> what about you, Colin? You got squirrels it, that big? <laughs> what it was, what it was is the is the guy it was his sister, so he didn't want to look at her ass and compare the bite marks. That's true, yeah. That's what it was. It's like it's probably a squirrel. Shut up. <laughs> Quit your whining. It's a squirrel bitch you on the ass. 
He didn't realize that Yogi's over there going, "Hey, boo boo." Hey, you're 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 fine. You're fine, sis. But who's Bob? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Colin? Do you got fucking grizzly-sized squirrels up there in uh, Michigan? Do we ha- do we have Colin up there? Is the question. I don't know. Uh, he, I, he's, he's been quiet since he jumped in the in the screen, so I didn't know if he was, you know even there or not yeah he's he's given up (laughs) he's he's just here in spirit anymore the spirit of colin has joined us well what happened to his buddy with the little johnson i thought he was supposed to fix the computer (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we are both we're both disappointed in your buddy's little johnson now because yes he has not fixed shit apparently no i guess he didn't reach it (laughs) (laughs) well when your johnson's not big enough i guess it's just not going to reach where it needs to but you know what i can't think of a better segue from little johnson to don you've got a second annual golden cock shit coming up on (laughs) fucking life radio i do i am so excited i don't know if any of you are aware a year almost a year ago i believe it was march 10th was the first uh, co-host on co-host competition for uh, my coveted golden cock. Here it is right here. And if you see that lovely little, uh, lovely little golden cock, that is, that is the prize to compete for (laughs) right there. Uh, Autumn Hatcher, the uh, reigning champion, the, the, uh, uh, what did, what did I call her? The world cock holding champion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She has, she has it currently and she is, she is going for her. She is trying to take two. She's trying to take two at the same time. She actually wants two cocks and that's, (laughs) and, and and if she wins it and I've already gone on record saying this, but I will say it on air too. So that way she can hear it herself. If she wins the second coveted golden cock, I reserve the right to call her finger cuffs. (laughs) See, I thought you were going to challenge her. I am going to challenge her. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Because her challenger right now is her same challenger from last year. I am Scotty taking Mays. That, I am taking Mays. away from her. No more cock for you. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty Mays, it's been a year, and he has still not recovered from the loss of a cock. <laughs> I don't think any man can that, recover from that, a loss that, of a cock. That changes a man. That changes a man right there. And he is back with a vengeance because he wants – the cock <laughs> he needs the cock he just needs it he you gotta have it you gotta have it that's it's all there is to well i'm i'm officially throwing down the gauntlet now as uh whoever wins this second angle golden cock i am your next challenger and nobody can handle a cock better than me uh, that's that's the rumor i've heard <laughs> <laughs> but i i will say autumn has done a fab fabulous job she <laughs> she let me know that she takes it out often and polishes it oh she could she uh, could buff it up for if, me all if, she if wants it, if, it gets, if it gets a little if it gets a little dusty she'll pull it out and blow it you know <laughs> whatever happens she makes sure that that my cock is in prime condition and <laughs> scotty mays scotty mays is coming for it so <laughs> you know so what it's, it's going down it's, it's he's been he's been going, whipping it going down this wednesday this wednesday what is that the 24th the 24th at 7 p.m <laughs> eastern we're going to be live on facebook with the rematch between autumn hatcher and and scotty mays 
you don't know how badly I want to be a color commentator for this competition. I really do. <laughs> I just want to be there talking about it the whole entire time. Like, I know Scotty's ready for this. He's been whipping it up all year ready to, oh, to, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to snatch well, that cock away. <laughs> I told him today he's facing some stiff competition. I'm sure a lot of people are pulling for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, ends the segment of how many sexual innuendos can we put into one statement? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that of all been put into the original show and we'll be right back in this one so if you if you missed last year's uh, competition uh between autumn and scotty you won't want to miss this year's that's all i'm gonna say wednesday 7 p.m eastern right on uh, not right here because we won't you know we won't be here it'll be on uh Facebook we might live. make it here fuck I'd, it, we might i don't know i may I, rebroadcast it on on breaking the fourth wall yeah. just because it's for the you never know where the hell we're gonna be <laughs> you never know what the cock's gonna be but i heard scotty's got it well in hand well i don't know he's hoping he's he's hoping <laughs> he, he's hoping he can he can snatch it away <laughs> <laughs> he's been taking his little blue vitamins yes, and yes uh, <laughs> he's a stand-up guy he's <laughs> he, he 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 promised me that he would not juice it up so much that it would slip through his fingers that's all i know <laughs> but yeah be sure to tune in for that it's going to be a lot of fun uh our our guest uh judges are going to be uh christopher rudder who uh, apparently isn't on this show anymore. Hard <laughs> to wonder. Even and, asked me uh, earlier, are we doing the show tonight? Yep. What time? Uh, this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was supposed to, we did some, uh, we did some promo work for the upcoming uh, uh, Golden Cock Challenge uh, this afternoon. And he, uh, he screwed up the time zone. So he tried to come on at like 20 minutes after we signed off because we were at one o'clock <laughs> central time and not Eastern. So he he missed out on the promos this afternoon, but we got we got Scotty in the, in autumn in there, doing wow. some good old smack talk. <laughs> uh, who's going to walk out with my cock? So if you haven't seen that, you go to uh, Facebook, the Life Radio Show's page, uh, Facebook.com/slash/TheLife1069. You can pull that up. Well, before we recorded the show, Don did show me a picture of Amber, and I promise you, Amber, Autumn, after, or excuse me, Autumn, you see, that's how much I care. No, <laughs> you just no, want I, the cock. You don't care I, what you don't care I, what the chick looks that's like. It. I'm, a, I'm about I'm about the cock, but I, I will say this much: I, as much as I'm calling winners uh, of this uh, this Wednesday, Amber, after seeing your picture, Autumn. I promise you, Autumn. <laughs> fuck i'm terrible you're stuck I, on amber for some I, reason I, I guess it's it's a stripper name yeah. uh, <laughs> autumn i promise you after seeing your picture i am pulling for you <laughs> he was pulling to your picture honestly i really worked way too hard for that joke <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you broke a sweat i really did <laughs> oh wait that's not sweat sorry i i may have earned a golden cock just trying to get that joke out <laughs> or at least a little red one as long as it's not blue <laughs> uh, all right well we lost colin because he's still having pc issues like i said a little johnson did not fix it yeah, yeah did not get in deep enough to fix the pc we're up we're upset with a little johnson we're upset with a little johnson so we will go into after hours but this time i'm not taking the reins of after hours this time it's something ren came up with so ren uh -oh. take it away Cricket singing. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to make me do this, aren't you? Yes, I am. 
You wanted uh, to do it. You present it. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> so, right. <clears throat> Cancel culture. I have been fighting with people online about this new interesting social phenomenon that has come out of the deepest, darkest, most bizarrest, otherworldly, alternate dimension reality. Um, it's mind blowing how quickly I think um, it's taken a hold of everything. It, it seems to have seeped into all different kinds of groups and subcultures. And um, of course, you know, most uh, renowned is um, what happened with the Mandalorian and how a certain actress uh, is no longer employed with Disney. Gina Car Carrero or Carino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cara Dune for, for yeah. the Star Wars fans. Cara Dune. <clears throat> Yep. Um, the, what was she, a drop trooper? I think she was. Republic Ranger. The, yep. Shock trooper. That's yeah. what she was. Shock trooper. Yeah. And um, for those who don't know, she tweeted um, a number of comments questioning the, how the COVID mask um, thing has been addressed so far. She is not a firm believer in masks and she has a lot of questions regarding why um, people are being pushed to wear masks. Um, for one thing, only N95s are the only kind of mask that can actually stop viruses. All these other masks don't stop viruses. Um, and very few people actually wear the N95s, not to mention it could get in your hair and your clothing, through your eyes, virtually anywhere, everywhere. Um, in order to keep a virus from getting on you, you have to literally wear like a spacesuit. Well, I was about to say something that I've known about masks, whether it's 95 or otherwise, and it's going to be a very crass comparison. So I do apologize for anybody that I may offend with this. But if you put on a mask and fart and you can smell it, it's not stopping the virus. And that's the God's honest truth. If it cannot stop the minute particles that create the smell of a fart, it's not stopping the minute particles that make up the bacteria or virus embryo that would give you the, the, the illness, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with her. But I mean, it was more than just the mask thing. I mean, she she had uh, posted something about like uh, she made fun of uh, the the mental illness of identity politics of whether you refer to yourself as he, she, him, her, they, them. And she decided uh, one day that her pro preferred pronouns would be bippity boppity boop. But the one that really got her canceled was when she compared a picture of a Jewish woman being a uh, chased down by Nazis in World War II. And the catchphrase was, it wasn't the Nazis that mainly beat up the Jews in the beginning of the Holocaust. It was the own neighbors who believed the propaganda and hate spread by the government for them to attack their own neighbors. And she compared it to the way it is today where people politically are so divided from each other that you are in uh, uh, encouraged that's the word I was looking for encouraged to rat out your neighbors because they're doing something that you don't think is right and 
Disney had an issue with it and decided to try to ruin this girl's career. Yep. And people were cheering it. They were like, yeah, ruined her career, fire her, kick her out of every social network there is. Um, yeah, but you got to remember, you're talking about a group of people that applauded when Rush Limbaugh died. Now, again, I don't care if you agree with Rush Limbaugh or you hated his fucking guts. A man died. We don't throw parties for people who died. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just that's the, like the ultimate fucking, you know, pissing your face moment. And that's the world we live in now where it's OK to be as crass and, and disrespectful as you want to be be because you don't agree with somebody yeah what really concerns me about the whole thing and it it concerns me very deeply is that it's not so much people hating john doe or jane doe because they said something they don't like fine every no one's ever going to completely agree with everyone there's always going to be someone famous that you're not going to like that's fine that's life but it's this herd mentality of um if you don't agree with whatever it is the herd is all about whether it's about mask or what it whether it's about political affiliation could be about anything um you are just simply attacked like a mob and this is now become the social norm to the point where if you dare even question the social norms and what's going on and want to get more information you get attacked for people say you know how dare you question these so-called experts what makes you think you can even rival um their intellectual might and it's like that's the whole point of modern society though it's not always believing everything that you hear it's educating yourself and understanding about what's going on be it viruses your body um what's going on in politics any of that kind of stuff you have to educate yourself and that is bad now educating yourself and having your own thoughts is bad you're only allowed to go along with whatever popular opinion happens to be in vogue now and that terrifies me well you're not wrong and in a political standpoint i miss the days of the uh, democrats who believed in the phrase i may not agree with you but i defend your right to say it right and i'll tell you right now what's going on in today's culture to the I, I miss the Republicans. I miss the Republicans because that's both no, that sides. is both sides. But Democrats were very famous for that. It's like I may not agree with you, but I defend your right to say it. That used to be the main platform of Democrats. Right. Um, they don't have that anymore now. Um, but and you're right. Republicans were so the that, same way. Is, Republicans. This, this is not a new no. phenomenon. This is not cancel culture. Is it's it's ingrained in human society. It always has no, been. You know, it, this this is not a new thing. It's just we've come up with a new name for it yet again. You know, the 50s and 60s, it was McCarthyism and the Red Scare. It's the same fucking thing. You got blacklisted if somebody thought you might be something. It's, just, it's the same difference. Just because somebody makes a statement on social media, they automatically get lumped in with a group of other people that they don't like and they get shut down. Just like, I mean, it... It, to me, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as McCarthyism in the 50s and 60s, where people are getting now blacklisted, and they're doing it again because they don't fucking see the comparison. It's the whole thing with you. If you're ignorant of history, you repeat it. 
well, if, you, if you're ignorant of history nowadays, they just change it. Um, but uh, no, I, I agree with they've you. Always, they've always done that too. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> but I, I agree with you about the, the comparison to like McCarthyism and, and stuff like that. But I think it's more mainstream today. And the reason I believe it's that, and I'm not going to point. It's I'm not, pretty mainstream then. I know, but I'm, I'm saying as far as like uh, the way it, it's handled today, I don't necessarily think it's even political. I don't think it's left versus right. I don't think it's elitism versus conservatism. What I believe, what I really believe, I wholeheartedly believe, and I'm Generation X, and I will say this, it is our fault because we raised a bunch of pussy motherfuckers who don't know how to handle criticism, never had their asses handed to them for the fucking shit that comes out of their mouth. These people have lived in a bubble their whole entire life, and now they're in control of everything we think, say, and do. We let this happen. It's our fault. It really is. Babies having babies ruined it. And then the Dr. Spock books. <laughs> yeah, not, not being able to backhand a little mouthy shit. That's what, exactly. You know. <laughs> this shit would not happen if this, if this uh, current generation was raised fearing the sound of a leather belt coming out of seven belt loops on a pair of jeans. Okay? I'm telling you. I think... There's a lot that went into creating the situation that we're in now. Um, I mean, thinking back when I was in high school, um, it was a long time ago, I'm Gen X too. Um, but even then they were beginning to sterilize history books. They were beginning to omit certain things from history. And it's walking um, a tightrope because when you're talking about the people who are ripping down statues, for example, mm -hmm. um, any of the, you know, the, the, the white men of America, the founding fathers, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they were ripping down statues of abolitionists. They, they were just ripping down all of the statues of all the people back then, regardless of who they were and what they did. And I understand wanting to rip down a statue of someone who was really terrible. Um, I'm spacing on the guy's name, but he was the um, basically the inventor of um, gynecology. And he did surgery on African-American women without um, any kind of painkillers. Okay. They ripped his statue down. That I applauded when they ripped his statue down. But no, in it... Something Please. like that I could definitely see. I could definitely see why it should be removed. But when we're talking about ripping down statues, for example, I will point to General Lee. Uh, general Lee, yes, was a general for the Confederate Army. The Confederate Army, yes, owned slaves and, and slaves and, and believed in the uh, the old ways of the United States where the, the, the North was trying to, you know, we, we know the history of, of, of the Civil War. But you got to remember, General Lee was a general in the army who was pardoned after the Civil War. And whether you agree with his his uh, viewpoints as far as the Confederacy is concerned, he was a military genius. There is no reason to take his statue down. He doesn't represent racism. He represents a hell of a military mind. So does Hitler. <laughs> no, Hitler, Hitler there's a little difference between somebody fighting for what they believe in for their country and being pardoned by that country. And somebody who was a megalomaniac oh, yeah. who, 
who took his social regime. By the way, I just want to throw that in for all you socialist bullshitters out there. Nazis were not conservatives. They were socialists. It's in the fucking name. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. This is this is an entertainment podcast. Not I agree. Podcast. I agree. But that is something that always crawls up my crawl is when people try to say, oh, Nazis were Republicans or conservatives. No, they weren't. They were nationalist socialists. And the fucking, oh, yeah. It's always pointed out that they were right wing. No, they weren't. They were socialists. It's in the name. Learn your like like uh, Ren was talking about. Learn your history because I remember when I was in high school. I don't think they ever really taught more than a semester of American history. We spent a whole lot of time on the world history. I know more about Africa's history than my own, you know. And I always thought that was something that was wrong in in the way people are taught. And I'm sure it's gotten worse since you I didn't was study school. American history in high school. I studied studied a semester of it. They spent oh, the rest right. of the time. Philadelphia schools. <clears throat> spent three quarters of, of the school year talking about Africa and talking about places like Asia and, and, and uh, uh, some European areas and would spend one semester, one semester, three months at best on the United States a year. So it's no surprise to me that, that kids come out of there, unless they do their own research themselves, they come out of there ignorant of our own history. Yeah, I mean, the thing with these statues is they have got to put the story of the person about the statue, like the guy, the so-called doctor I was talking about, when they ripped his statue down, they have to put something else up in his place. Talk about him. Talk about what he did. Talk about the time, you know, the what he the general attitudes of the times that he lived in and the cultural norms that allowed him to commit these atrocities. Did he create an entire new science um, studying uh, female anatomy? Yes, he did. But there's also this horrific other side to it, just like the General Lee. And I think the whole story needs to be told because reality is complicated. History is complicated. And I see a lot of this ca um, cancel culture at its core, they're just taking little chunks and bits and pieces of things without understanding what these events actually entailed, like the story of um, the, um, the, the Jews getting uh, murdered and beaten up by their own neighbors because of the, um, the media that was being thrown around about them. And um, people were saying how horrible it is to even bring that story up. You know, how dare you compare um, those events with um, turning people in for not wearing masks or not doing this or that. And the point being, it's the same kind of mental attitude where you're given media. You're the culture that you're in. You're given media. You don't know any better. You don't know what really what the truth is about these masks, how effective they are, the truth about viruses, what it actually takes to protect yourself from a virus. Um, that is just being hush hushed and people um, are or not being encouraged to even educate themselves about it. Well, a lot um, of a lot of her standpoint with using that that uh, terminology and phrasing as far as comparing to the, uh, the 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 Nazi movement on the Jews in the beginning, part of her her standpoint was where you remember this during the holidays, people were encouraged in certain states were encouraged 
to rat out their neighbors if, if they have a party on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, where they have more than the allotted people. They were encouraged to do that, you know, and, and that's just wrong. You know, it, it, it's the same mentality. You are being told by the media and by the people that are in charge that you have, it's your duty to rat out your neighbor. But at the same time, nobody said shit about the riots all summer. And how many people gathered together and, and without masks or otherwise to do their, their quote unquote peaceful protests. That stuff was, for some reason, ex excluded from the virus containment and, and allowed and allotted. But God forbid you have great uh, grandpa Earl come over for dinner and he happens to be the 11th guest. Then all of you belong in jail because your neighbor's supposed to rat you out. That's the hypocrisy of it. Well, fuck Grandpa Earl. He should have shown up earlier. He wouldn't have been the last one there. I ain't going to jail because Grandpa Earl's fucking late. <laughs> he can sit outside in the car. We'll bring him a plate. <laughs> no, this this whole ratting on your neighbor shit. Again, that's been going on. Believe me, I have a neighbor that fucking had the city on my ass time and time again. But no, that, that's something that, again, you go back to being raised. I was raised to where you minded your own fucking business. <laughs> that's a big I, was, I was raised where, where you mind your own fucking business, but I was also raised that the neighborhood looked out for one another. Right. And, right. and, and the fact of the matter, like if I'm out riding my bike, the neighborhood's watching me. So that way, if I get hurt, somebody that's else really causing, if I'm causing trouble, they'll whoop my ass. You know what I mean? If somebody's attacking me, they'll get the, somebody there to protect me, right. which is what a neighborhood's supposed to do. But I don't think I ever had one neighbor that would turn around and be like, oh, the Stolly family's having a fucking party. Let's fucking call the cops. No, my neighborhood, they probably fucking join in and it would turn into a goddamn block party. Yeah. I had a neighbor that <laughs> would I had a neighbor that would measure the height of my grass and call the city. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I would mow at five o'clock in the morning with a fucking uh, <laughs> with a fucking flashlight taped to my mower. <laughs> it's like, all right, fucker. That's why he woke up one day with dog shit splattered on the side of his house because he taught his dog to shit in my yard too. See, those are the kind of neighbors I used to have. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've ever had neighbors that I that I ever battled with, except for maybe my first apartment. Because they would always call the cops about noise ornaments, and I don't understand it. What's wrong with a radio being turned up to eleven at a, at three o'clock in the morning? Fuck, yeah, it's the best time to do it. Everybody's home. But <laughs> no, I. But the truth yeah, I think be told, my, my big my big thing about having you know more than ten people in your house is what kind of fucking psycho wants that many people in their house? Some people have big families. I get more. I get more than me in my house. It gets on my nerves. It's like you got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i saw a news report i did see a news report during thanksgiving uh, it wasn't in my state i don't remember what state it was in the cops came in and raided a house that had more than six people sitting down to thanksgiving dinner and arrested everybody oh, yeah that's ridiculous that that, that is, is ridiculous. gestapo fucking yeah 
mentality and maneuvers. And hey, was, you're, you're going to get, don't make that comparison. You'll get, I'm going to make that comparison. What, you'll get, what you'll is get he going to do? Fire me? They, they got to hire you, me. We're gonna cancel all of us. And we're all going to get canceled because you have to make a Gestapo. All right. All right. I, I will help you out here. with you, Chris. I thought you knew better than that. All right. I, I will, <laughs> I will defend everybody here. The views and opinions of Christopher Stolle are the views and opinions <laughs> of Christopher Stolle only and do not reflect the views and opinions of breaking the fourth wall entertainment, Don Smith, Ren, Colin, or anybody else associated with breaking thank the you that's thing. all i asked for now take it away with your gestapo comparison there you go but at the same time that maneuver was an absolutely a, a, a nazi playbook move absolutely and whatever neighbor turned him in ought to be uh run out of town absolutely this is the this is america look you don't have to agree that it's right but it's their right to do what they want to fucking do if it doesn't directly affect you shut the fuck up <laughs> I, I love neighborhoods like the one i grew up in when i was a kid we had a neighbor their, their kid was a little asshole and he went around with a bb gun he shot people's windows out of their cars well he shot my dad's window out of his car so my dad filled several uh, 40 ounce beer bottles empty beer bottles with uh, whatever he could find and he uh, he chucked those through their fucking windows while they were sleeping <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was beer. The whole fucking recycling. neighborhood was in on it too, and not one person ratted him out. <laughs> oh, and and those forty those forty bottles were filled with beer, just recycled beer. Right, right, right. He, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been extra filtered. Right, he drank the beer and went through and did what he needed to do. <laughs> because but no. that's a neighborhood right there. If you, if you have an asshole in the neighborhood, the rest of the neighbors need to know it. <laughs> No, but as far as Cara Dune's concerned and, and her, her comparison to Nazi Germany back in the day and the way things are now is absolutely accurate. And the only reason she got canceled is because it hit too hard to the truth. Right. She wasn't she wasn't downplaying the Holocaust or anything like that, nor was she saying that America is the new Nazi Germany. But she is saying there's some scary comparisons that people need to look at. Oh, yeah. When, when you make a comparison like that, and I think the more accurate it is, the more it's going to upset people. <laughs> well, I think they, they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe that they're following along that same kind of mentality. Um, and they are. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, there's no getting around that. When you um, turn an entire culture against a group of people um, legitimately, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about you have um, some crazy kid in the neighborhood who's doing horrible things and, and the neighborhood has to manage that kid. That's not the cultural setup of the society. Like the cops are not going to, um, well, I guess the cops would if you call them on that particular kid, but it's a different situation from what we're in now. Um, it, it goes deeper. It's not oh. just, you know, it's, um, uh, people really need to pay attention to history, the real history and learn about what were the events that then led to the events that everyone knows about, you know, how did Hitler become to power? How, what happened in Germany that um, they allowed their leader to do the horrible things that they did? Why did people, their own family members, their friends suddenly turn on each other? Uh, people that they knew for years, you know, what was going on in their heads to um, enable that? And people need to be aware of that. Otherwise, <laughs> they're going to become the very thing. Right. 
Well, that did answer how Hitler came into power and the Nazi regime took control is, is a very simple thing. Germany lost World War One and all the restrictions that the United Nations put on Germany put a hurting on Germany. And that allowed for a snake like fucking Adolf Hitler to rise to power. Yeah, he, he, God's he, honest he, truth. He gave them an odd hope. He gave them an odd hope. And yeah, I'm, even fair, I'm even fair enough he to say him, He gave them the hope to make Germany great again. <laughs> he did. But, you know, I, I'll even be fair to say that when Adolf Hitler first took power, when, when he was first part uh, rising up through the, the ranks of the uh, German pa parliament and everything else, he really did believe he was doing what was best for the German people. Now, right. power and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And Hitler went from somebody who was actually trying to help the German people into a megalomania fucking uh, serial killer who was out to genocide a whole group of people because it didn't fit his fantastical world of an Aryan race. And this is coming from somebody of German descent. I could say that he was a fucking maniac. Nobody should ever emulate him. But the problem is, as I, the reason I was giving that point that he was a good guy who turned bad is, is the exact same thing that we're seeing now. People who have good intention, they say hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Okay. These people who are claiming they're doing this or doing that or canceling this or doxing that or changing this language or changing that language because of the betterment of mankind. Hitler thought he was benefiting Germany. That's all I'm saying. Right. Just because you think it's better doesn't mean it is. Absolutely. And cancel culture is a dangerous and slippery slope now i'm not just talking about like celebrities like Kara doing i'm not talking about podcasters like us you know we may not we may not be that big ripple in the ocean but the first pebble of an avalanche is still a dangerous pebble because the avalanche is following after if you allow them to take out little people like us eventually they're going to go after everybody else that matters and they already are Right. Yeah, pe people need to be aware of what's going on in their mind. They need to think about the information they're being given. They need to question it. Um, basic epistemology. Uh, <laughs> study it. Learn it. Um, otherwise, they, you know, it, it's just a shame seeing, you know, we're in 2021 and the culture is behaving more like something out of the turn of the century. Oh, I've always encouraged, like, when I, when I, do political speaker when i talk about politics for example or thing, things that are in the news i never take it from one source if i hear it on cnn i watch it on fox too i get both ends of the uh, of the political spectrum from both channels and then i form my own opinion on it i never take one or the other at face value and i always encourage that of anybody is before you give a knee-jerk reaction to something you see Check the opposite uh, in the aisle and find. Uh, and I think what, what makes it worse now is people aren't even watching it on either news source. They're getting it third hand from somebody on Facebook that posts their opinion about it. And they're automatically pissed off about it. Exactly. Even though they have no idea any of the facts of the matter, they are immediately upset because somebody shared an opinion on it on Facebook or on social media, on fucking TikTok ding dong shit bag whatever the fuck it is <laughs> fucking myspace i don't even know 
but again, to give you an example, but they see it on social media and they don't even have to research it at that point. They don't have to go find the actual article because they had somebody already tell them what they're supposed to be upset about. Well, that's why, that's, that's why I reckon part of the problem there. You're absolutely right. And if I take a, a, a source of something from, from somebody who's third hand, I always recommend when I do it, I always recommend people who post the sources for their material. People like you may not like them, Stephen right. Crowder, louder with Crowder. When he puts on his jargon, of course, he's an entertainer, he's a comedian, he's going he's gonna to amp it up to 11. But the one thing I give Stephen Crowder is he always pour, uh, posts the sources of his material. So that way you can go research it yourself exactly where he got it from. Right. You know, and I, I encourage that. Even if you're listening to some somebody who's on the left or on the right, whatever your preference is, look for the people who give you the sources they are quoting. So that way you can see it for yourself and form your own opinion. I highly recommend that. Not just in politics and anything, especially nowadays. Word. Word. <laughs> But I think we've had enough of cancel culture. And unfortunately, Colin was having a lot of issues with his uh, computer. So I think we're going to miss out on. I I think I think his computer has been canceled. It may have been canceled. And all the well, the reason is we were were making fun of little Johnson. Some little Johnson got upset and and he's been canceled (laughs) because because there are a group of men out there that have little Johnsons and they can't handle uh, anybody making fun of them. That's it. They're, they're, they're just jealous because their little Johnson can't become a golden cock. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to bring, I was going to whip the golden cock out again, but I was waiting for the right opportunity because this Wednesday at 7 PM Eastern on the life's uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slice the life one Oh six, nine Scotty Mays and autumn Hatcher, a rematch for a second golden cock. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's still trying. I got to admit, Colin, his computer might suck, but that man has the determination. Oh, yeah. If I can't can't give give Colin anything else, he's always down to try. Yeah, he keeps keeps coming back. Colin, did you make it? Doesn't look like it. (laughs) Ren. We will be hitting a Journal of the Jedi this week. And if we're going to hit the Journal of the Jedi, are we going to finally have the bout between Jedi versus Sith? Are we going to break it down and see which one's the real rulers of the Force? Oh, I most certainly hope so. I have been looking forward to that immensely. All right. Well, that'll be coming this week. And of course, uh, guys, make sure you're checking out the Life Radio. And I feel so bad. We're ending the show as Colin shows up. <laughs> Hi, Colin. Bye, Colin. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got to take a leak anyway. If, if Colin has at least one positive thing after dealing with his computer issue this whole time, then. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. I got to take a leak anyway. Oh, so oh, I'll oh. microphone and I will give Colin the floor as long as his shit's working. Let him get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Hey, we can hear you. Yeah. This computer has been such a pain in my neck. I'm, I really got to get a new one. I'm just holding out for that damn stimulus to show up so that <laughs> Uncle Sam pays for it. How have you guys been? We've been good. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry I, I've been having so much trouble with all this stuff. Um, it's just been a lot. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of restaurant stuff lately, um, the business and everything. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
shoot and all my stuff i had to open on the other computer and i shut it down because it wouldn't work um uh, let's see i might be able to look up what i had on similar things here on this computer now hopefully as long as it keeps running right and it gives me a short time span and then it starts acting weird so yeah. bear with me <laughs> um you had, you had a couple minutes earlier and it just kept by the time you got there it was just going yeah it's just one of those things uh Let's see now where is that? my positive pages that I always go go to for the best uh, positive influence I can get. <laughs> oh, you need some positivity. Yeah, yeah, that's it'll be nice. Yeah. Well, the one thing I can say is positive is that tonight I'm doing the rest of the grout on my tile and then I'll be freed up to do more stuff with you guys and things like that here soon. Very nice yeah uh yeah so that's that's one good thing i'm happy about um uh the, i did see something about an article i'm not sure how long it's going to take to load uh, about some kind of a restaurant or someplace that was feeding 500 people during the power outages oh, which, nice. um, is, which is kind of cool i mean kudos to them um whoever they are uh I, if i could bring up the article we'll find out <laughs> but uh but yeah that's that that's going good um the Economy is going good back here in Michigan. Um, the restaurants are back open, so uh, our family's business is back open. And then all the other restaurants all around are open again, um, but only 25% capacity for a little while. Hmm. So, so yeah, Michigan is uh, trying to, to be reopened again, and uh, just keep my fingers crossed on it. Yeah, here, it here in Ohio, they recently lifted the uh, curfew. We had a 10 p.m. curfew for restaurants and bars, and they finally lifted that, so right 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 yeah that we're still on a curfew for a little while um yeah so that that kind of sucks because the bars can only be open till uh you know like 10 30 and so i'm in dart league right so it that's hard for uh you gotta hurry up and we normally start at 7 30 but now we're stuck uh starting a little bit earlier so we can try to get at least started by seven um and get out of there by 10 10 30. um but at least we're playing again and everybody of course walks in they got their masks on and then we sit in our spots and whatever and uh and we pretty much keep ourselves in the corner we're playing darts anyway so that it's uh less of a risk at least and nobody coughs on us <laughs> um <laughs> or at least we try not to let them uh let's see what do we got here uh okay finally loaded some stuff what the hell is that uh, see, stranger shelter stranded delivery driver for five days during Texas cold snap. Now she's part of the family. Huh. Well, that's kind of interesting. I think I saw something about that. Yeah, it's um, like people sometimes really go out of their way when there's trying times and there's, um, you know, power outages or, or uh, you know, what potato famines or different things going on. And it depends on the community, or I guess. It depends on uh, people that are around. Um, some people give a shit and some people don't, you know. Uh, let's see. What did it say here? February 21st. Uh, Chelsea Timmons decided to take, make her, her last delivery because the roads in Austin, Texas were getting slicker. When she ended up getting stuck in the customer's driveway, there turned out to be a big silver lining. Not wanting to walk up to the driveway, uh, the grocery employee tried to make it up the steep slope with her car, but slid helpfully into the garden. 
the couple tried to help her move her car efforts failed AAA road service was already unattainable and undated with calls huh I'm, wow so you know what my heart my heart bleeds for for austin texas right now texas in general because they they hmm. they're not equipped for that weather they no, really not aren't. at all you know um that that that's the equivalent that you know that's the equivalent of like you know I don't know us trying to fucking travel through Siberia, Russia for, for them because they did, they're just not made for it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so my heart bleeds for, for those people right now. And hopefully the weather conditions like straighten out for them. <laughs> it really does. You know? Okay. And of course, people that are suffering with, with in, in, inability to, to handle this weather situation and, you know, all you hear on the news is using it as political gain. That bothers me. Yeah. The most. Instead of worrying about pointing out, well, this is climate change or, well, this is proof that wind turbines don't work or whatever. Instead of pointing all that shit out, why don't we worry about how do we help these people? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like what kind of a positive can we pull out of a negative? I mean, sure. There's power outages and people are stranded here and there, but you know, if people pull together, that's how the human race is supposed to work. You know, yep. yeah, from the time we're born, um uh, human beings are one of the few animals that yeah we were granted this great gift of intelligence and being the dominant species on our planet but at the same time that comes with a trade-off because our young are the most weak and helpless of all and we need that human interaction from the time we're born um and they, they say like if you're on a desert island someplace you'll go nuts if you don't have a companion i mean just look at uh at wilson there with uh, uh uh, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> you know in that movie. Yeah, yeah but to be That's fair, an example. Yeah, but it also it also proves something else that our intelligence is a non-factor as far as why we're the dominant species on the planet or whatever else. The only thing that makes us different from the rest of the animals is this: the opposing thumb. If we didn't have this, our intelligence wouldn't mean shit. But. You are right. Our compassion and our ability to care really separates us from everybody else. I would say even more than than intelligence. You could be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet and still care about other human beings. That's true. Very true. But uh, but it is interesting that how uh, the human race is so dominant and we understand so much more than the other creatures on the planet. But yet when we're born, we're like, wah, 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 you know, and we can't take care of ourselves at all. Or some like deer and horses, they, they're born and like and within a minute or two, they're up on their feet. They're walking around all kinds of shit. It's like, how does that happen? How is nature that awesome? I, I, I disagree with you about our intelligence. I think dogs are the most intelligent animals on the planet or creatures on the planet. And I'll explain why they're smart enough to realize that they can't eat it or fuck it. They just kick grass over on it, over it and walk away. They're a hell of a lot well, smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the, the, the daddy dog and the puppy dog are walking down the alley and the, 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 the puppy dog asks, well, why do we sniff everything before we pee on it? And the daddy dog says, well, if you can't fuck it or eat it, then piss on it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I actually, there's been points when I lived that it's kind of a model of my life, but, <laughs> but, uh, but the drink it was in there too. And then I don't drink. So everything changed. <laughs> um but yeah that's this is a pretty pretty amazing thing though apparently uh 
down here in Texas, they, these people um, helped this woman out, this delivery person. And uh, she slept in the spare bedroom for five days, became friends with the dog, and realized how lucky uh, she was overall. I found out my apartment, my apartment lost water, lost power, so being stuck here actually turned out to be a better situation. Most of my family lost electricity for several days. I definitely ate a lot better here, she exclaimed. They made me feel comfortable and made me feel like a part of the family. That's cool. That's cool. You know, plain and simple. That's just cool. And I, I right. wish more people would do. You know what I'm reminded of? It's it kind of a positivity. Remember when that hurricane, I think it was Katrina, hit hit Louisiana and and New Orleans and all that. And it flooded the shit out of the city. Like the city was, was just destroyed. Right. Right. And America put aside everything to help these people out, give them shelter, give them food, give them, you know, clean water and stuff like that. It was some, it was, it was a very proud moment how we respond, not FEMA, we as Americans responded. So right. I, I'm very happy to hear that they're doing that for Austin too, even if it's just one person. Yeah. Yeah. And to any of our listeners who are out in the Texas area, you know, our heart grows out to you. There's a lot of crap going on with your few people out there right now. Absolutely. Hopefully you guys get back on your feet soon. And then we can continue to curse your fucking names because you get 70 degree weather in fucking December. Well, <laughs> well, well, I was going to, I was going to rip on the Cowboys, but. <laughs> you don't have to rip on the Cowboys. Their, their seasons do it for them. <laughs> right. Of course. What do I say? I mean, I don't really watch football, but I live in Michigan and the, let's face it. The Detroit Lions ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It's been a little while for them. I think. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, yeah. my football team may have won Super Bowl in the last decade, but yeah, it's the only one we got. <laughs> right. No, they they well, made it to yeah. another one. They made it to two, I think. We made it to three of them total, and we did okay. have a championship before it was a Super Bowl. But as far as the Super Bowl ring is concerned, we've got one. Right. <laughs> I don't think the Lions have ever been to the Super Bowl. And that was on a backup quarterback that they got rid of afterward. <laughs> don't start me on that. You know, we they they threw they threw so much shit for Carson Wentz, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Wentz was kind of a little star in that season until he got hurt. But oh, our yeah. Super Bowl was fucking Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick. Oh yeah, and. The fact that they did not even so much as turn around and say, you know what, we'll trade Wentz and keep keep Nick, the guy who brought us to the dance and got us to dance. Like I don't understand how. Okay, I think really, I think Ren, I think Ren, yeah, Ren just headed out. So yeah, she had to take out. <laughs> she had to take off. But uh, you know, as far as Big Dick, I don't understand how the city of Philadelphia can have a, a statue of Dr. J, can have a statue of Mike Schmidt. Which great legends in Philadelphia sports. Absolutely. Right. And a can have a statue of fucking Rocky. A fictional boxer. <laughs> I can have a statue of Rocky. But the guy who finally gave the Super Bowl to the Eagles, the quarterback who should never have been, where the fuck is his statue? His thank you was get on the fucking bus, you're heading to Chicago. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, but you got to admit at the Rocky thing, uh, uh, that's been very inspirational to a lot of athletes and a lot of people. Those movies uh, helped a lot of people push their their uh, their 
boundaries and their well, standards that, for what they do. That was the point of Rocky. That that's why right. Philadelphia honored Rocky with with that statue and everything else. It was because of the fact that even though he was a fictional character, he felt like an inspirational figure from Philadelphia. And that's why oh. Philly has always honored Rocky. Right. Well, maybe they just don't want to give any respect to somebody who wears tights and shoulder pads. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about Nick Foles, not Hulk Hogan. Right. <laughs> well, I thought we were talking about football players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, like there, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, I, it's, even to me, it's silly. In a city, and I grew up in this city, in a city of so many different legendary figureheads, Ben Franklin, the Liberty Bell, the uh, the the birthplace of the Constitution and the Independence Hall, you know, and everything right. else. It, of course, even to me, it feels silly that there's a fictional boxer statue, you know, in our parks and shit. But at the same time, I get the point. The point was that he is an inspiration. The story of Rocky was an inspiration absolutely you know and you know philly for for lack of better term philly besides being the, the the city of brotherly love philly has always been kind of the underdog inspiration story in the city uh especially when it comes to sports i mean look at the movie invincible all about vince papali this was a guy who should never have been a football player and he became one of the top football players in philadelphia history you know, uh, what I mean? Colin was cleaning his limbs there. I felt like I was at the optometrist. Is it better here? Or is it better here? <laughs> better here. You know Damn what, it, Colin? Just leave it on that one. I can see. You, you know what? When I went to can go, you get, hear me now? When I when I got when I got <laughs> these glasses, when I went to go get the eye exam, I had to wear the mask, obviously, like we were talking about, because of COVID and everything. You know how fucking annoying that can you see better this way or this way is to begin with. Try it with a mask where you're fogging up the fucking lenses as they're flipping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh geez. <laughs> like, Hold on. Let me fix my mask. All right. Now, what letter do you want me to look at again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to hold your breath to look at through look through the lens. <laughs> yeah. You sneeze and fog up your lenses. Like, oh, I can't see shit. Hold on. Was that booger? Yeah. Hold on. Let me wipe. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough world. It really is. But, uh, right. No, over, overall, Philly has always been kind of an inspirational underdog city. And I think a lot of people realize that, ironically enough, through a fictional character who was set in the city of Philadelphia by a guy from California. Right, but the storyline was good. He had a good plot to the story and everything, and, and it was very inspirational to people, and you got to respect that. You know, at, at the same time, though, I can see where you're coming from. You know, if somebody really um, was influential in helping them get to something like a championship or a Super Bowl or something like that, um, and making strides in their sport and from that city, well, yeah, I'd say, you know, put a plaque up for them somewhere or something. Right, sure. Maybe that's where Nick Foles went wrong is he actually won because the story of Rocky is he didn't win. He just went the distance. So they like their they like their football players to take them all the way up to the Super Bowl and then lose. So Nick Foles fucked it up for him. That's why <laughs> that's why he had oh, to go. <laughs> right. Look, every yeah. everywhere he went, just like with Andy Reid. I I, I was Andy, sorry, sorry. I, I, I was the supporter Andy of Andy Dick. I was a supporter. Andy Dick. I was supporter of, of Andy Reid when he when he was fired from the Eagles and that he went over to Kansas City. Not that I care about I was glad Kansas. that he was gone. 
I, not that I was a fan. I, I felt Philly did him wrong. The guy was dealing with the death of his son and everything else. They should have let him take time off to grieve his son. Well, instead, yeah, that I can agree with. Instead, they fucking kicked his ass to the curb, and we wound. I, I don't even remember the idiot we wound up with on on top. You know, after Andy, Nick is the same thing. Nick was, you know, our saving grace in Philadelphia. And the first thing they decided to do is trade him off for garbage. Of course, I'm going to support any team, unless it's the Cowboys, of course. I will support any team Nick Foles is on because I want to see Nick turn around and shove it in Jeffrey Lurie and Jeff Rosenbaum's face of like, this is what you could have had. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, Philly, well. Philly's always been famous for that. I remember back in the day when we had Jim McMahon as a backup quarterback and we would trade him off. We had, uh, what was it? The uh, Garcia, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. And I, I love Garcia because he came in. McNabb had a habit. Uh, if he was looking like he was going to have a losing season, he would get hurt and be out for the season. It happened like three years in a row. And oh. Gar- Garcia jumped in and took them all the way up to the championships. Didn't get to the Super Bowl, but got all the way up to the NFC championships. And I love that. And then the next season he's gone too. Well, that, that, that's my point is Philly's always had a habit of pulling in like uh, just in quarterback alone, you know, pulling in these great quarterbacks and then getting rid of them and keeping people like Coy Detmer. Really? <laughs> Coy can't even tie his own shoes. You expect him to at least be a backup. McNabb was a good quarterback sometimes he was good he would have he would have like a fucking record-breaking game and then for three weeks he wouldn't be able to complete a pass to anybody on his own team no you're absolutely right yeah Yeah, he he, uh sorry I'm a Philadelphia fan too but yeah yeah Donovan (laughs) McNabb once he got to the point where he was older and he couldn't move around because that's, that's what he was. He was not a pocket quarterback. He, no. he wanted the mobility. And once he got older and he couldn't do that, he didn't know how to stand still and throw a fucking pass. But again, living proof, you know, you're talking about McNabb living proof of, of the Eagles and their stupidity. The first time we had Nick Foles and he had that breakout. Yeah. We didn't get to a championship, but he had a breakout season you know, with, with how many touchdowns without an interception and everything, like he was breaking records and we decided let's get rid of him and get that idiot from the Rams <laughs> who's in his forties and can't throw a shit. He never did shit for the Rams. Can't throw shit. We got this fucking breakout quarterback. Let's trade him off and get this guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> it's probably a budget thing. Yeah. It is a budget thing, but it's all, it, it, it's also just, do you really want to bring a championship to the city? Yeah, I guess. Depends how bad you want it. You know why? You know the, why the pay? It, it's not Tom Brady. Sorry to break your heart, people. He's not the GOAT. It's not Tom Brady that brought championship after championship after championship to the Patriots during their, their run in dynasty. It wasn't, it wasn't Tom Brady. It was the talent you put around Tom Brady. You spent the money for a championship team. And as much as I'm getting bile in the back of my throat, even saying it, I've got to give that respect. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you've got to put the money out for the talent. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, a lot of teams that got big budgets, they just, you know, buy all these players, pay them, you know, pay them all kinds of bucks. 
which isn't exactly fair that they get paid so much, but what would you rather have them making the money and maybe donating it to some people and helping somebody else out or just having the uh, franchise owners keeping it all? Oh, I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not making an argument about, you know, professional sports athletes being overpaid. I think the payments that a quarterback for some fucking football team should be going to some fucking private fighting a war because they're earning the money a hell of a lot better than some idiot with a football. But, as far as a business standpoint is concerned, if you want your franchise to win championships and become more valuable, it's a basic rule of life. You got to spend money to make money. Hmm. If you're not going to spend it, you're not going to get it. All right. Well, we got well, from yeah. Collins corner and we ended up back on the, uh, the after hours. <laughs> no, we did. Uh, we just, <laughs> yeah, we just we just added a new segment. Right. Let's bitch about sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and fictitious uh, uh, yeah. statues. But yeah, we got to end out. I got to go get my girl anyway. So, uh, right, Colin, no, well, we already we already gave our uh, outros. Why don't you go ahead and give yours <laughs> while your computer? Yeah, working. guys. Uh, while my computer's working, right. Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, YouTube. You can get a hold of me through Google. Uh, just holler at me through my email. It's uh, colinwashburn at gmail.com. Send me a message if you got something positive to say. Uh, if you want to holler at Stoli or Serenity or Don or anybody else, well, you can get a hold of them through their own means or you can holler at me and I'll give them a message. Uh, <laughs> keep, it, keep it positive. Yeah, yeah, please, especially after I've released that Common Grounds. Keep it positive. Uh, no, real quickly, what I definitely want to give a uh, shout-out to Serenity. She was feeling under the weather today and couldn't make it, so we hope she feels better soon and makes it for next week. But until then, guys, thank you for hanging out with us on Breaking the Fourth Wall Weekly, and we will catch you on the next one next week. Later. <laughs>